0: Welcome to the SBCA podcast, Component Connection, looking at how businesses around the country are innovating to take advantage of opportunities in the construction supply chain. Now, here's your host, Sean Shields.
1: Welcome, everyone. On today's podcast brought to you by the Structural Building Components Association and LMC, we are going to talk about partnerships. Today, we're joined by Rachel Hoops, B2B Sales Manager for LMC. Now, Rachel, she's helped me connect with multiple podcast guests to broaden the perspectives on this show. And today, we're going to talk about how she knows all of those companies and what LMC brings to the table. Rachel, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thanks, John. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, Rachel,
1: first, let me say it's great to finally have you here on the podcast. It seems overdue given how much you've helped me out over the last six months. And I'm wondering, can we start by taking just a minute to briefly talk about what LMC actually does and more specifically, how you fit into the organization as the queen of components?
0: <laughs> I like that title. I uh, might have to put that on my cubicle under my name. Um, I told you I'd
1: work it in somehow.
0: Yeah, I love it. (laughs) Uh, But thanks for having me. It's uh, been wonderful working with you on these podcasts and honestly, all the SBCA staff. Over the last year or so, myself and all the LMC staff are, are thrilled to be considered a trusted partner of you guys. So thank you for kind of spearheading and bringing us together. Absolutely. So a little bit about LMC, which is fully known as Lumberman's Merchandising Corporation. Mm-hmm. In case you were curious, uh, it's one Super of the largest, <laughs> yeah. one of the largest building material buying cooperatives in the United States. We have about close to 400 independent-owned building material organizations. That includes anything from lumber yards to truss shops to mill workshops, even modular home plants. Mm. Our buying power is over $7 billion, which is why we're known as one of the largest cooperatives. Okay. So we utilize that purchasing power um, to help leverage our relationships with our suppliers and gain discounts and programs and rebates and everything you can think of to help our members keep up with the big box stores, if you will.
1: Okay. That makes sense.
0: I like to think of it as fighting for the little guy to come out on top. (laughs)
1: It's a good tagline. (laughs)
0: Um, So beyond the purchasing power, we do a lot of other things just to kind of help with our members' daily business. And one of those things is running specialty groups or alliances within the cooperative, kind of based upon the subsets of how they conduct their business or what they do. So obviously, given I'm on a component podcast, I, myself, and several others run what we call the component alliance. And that's the LNC version of our component group. We bring about 80 members or so within our cooperative that have some relationship to components. Obviously, most folks are in the trust manufacturing world, some pole barns, some modular plants. The smattering, as we all know, we've, component industry has really grown and we've become more inclusive and that stretches out to LNC. Okay. Beyond running the alliance uh, with those individuals, I promote component sales. So I'm constantly, ultimately, out there promoting sales within the industry and how we can incorporate trusses and wall panels, like components in general, into construction. Obviously, there's a lot of conversations I have with lumberyards and supporting of our truss shops. In fact, one of the biggest things that I do is help our component manufacturers, the members of LNC sell their products to other LMC members who do not manufacture these products.
1: Okay, so you you act as a conduit between some of your members who make components and other members who don't but want to buy them.
0: I prefer Matchmaker, but yeah.
1: There we go. There we go. It's like the dating game from the 1970s, right?
0: I have made that reference more than once in my job. (laughs)
1: Okay, so if I'm a component manufacturer member of LMC... I can purchase materials through your cooperative. And traditionally, I think that's how CMs have interacted. But as you point out through your program, you help component manufacturers sell their products to lumber yards. I mean, that's a different perspective than we certainly have uh, at SBCA as a, as a trade association. So I, I'm curious, like, what's, um, you know, how did that part of your business come about? What spearheaded the growth of, I guess what you'd call that, that alliance within LMC. Is that like a, just happened the last couple of years or is that many years in development? Help me understand sort of where that came from. And in your mind, you know, how did that become successful?
0: Sure. So um, loaded question. I guess I'll start with yes. Traditionally, we had component manufacturers join LMC and ultimately they still do due to our purchasing power. All mm-hmm. the raw materials that go into building trusses, wall panels, you name it, that's part of our purchasing power that I had referenced earlier. Yeah. And obviously, the, one of the more fruitful reasons to be a part of LMC as a truss shop. Um, but like many have re- recognized over the last years, how important components is in this whole spectrum of the building material industry and our LMC upper management wanted to put a lot more focus and effort and emphasis on this segment and that's kind of where I came in Mm -hmm. um so you know I had always helped run the alliance I actually was a lumber trader and they kind of as you said dropped me and said all right Rachel you're queen of components let's let's push this um let's dive into this world um
1: wait wait before you go farther I'm just curious how much did you know about trusses before they made you queen of it
0: um, I knew more than you would think, but I have what? learned a lot since.
1: <laughs> it's amazing how much you learn when you do this for a while, right?
0: Yeah. When you, yeah. Um, you know, it's like drinking from a fire hose and I, I love to <laughs> learn and I love to engage. So I quickly learned everything that I could by no means an expert, but I can hang with the best of them now.
1: Excellent. Well, just give me a sense the timeline. How, how many years ago was that?
0: Uh, about three years ago.
1: Okay. Okay, that's a lot of firehose drinking, but excellent. Okay, so go on. You started this thing up. How, how did it go early on?
0: Um, so you know, it was well received. Ultimately, we, as you have referenced in several of your podcasts with some of our members, it's pretty natural for some trust manufacturers to sell to lumberyards directly, though it's not the traditional model that we always think of. Um, you know, I think many of us think traditionally you go to builders, contractors, and obviously there's a really successful avenue there, but there are a lot of other opportunities for trust shops to help the growth of their business. Mm-hmm. Our members, you know, understood that and, and saw that. And, you know, really, it was, like I said, playing matchmaker to kind of bring everybody together. Some of it happened, you know, organically, even without us. And some of it, I helped egg along, but you know, it was well received, ultimately.
1: You know, Rachel, this makes me think of, as I was talking to Brian Kirkhoff, who you, you connected me with uh, in a, a few podcasts ago. You know, this is really just another side of that integration piece, right? You're helping facilitate uh, integration of different silos into sort of a more cooperative, uh, collaborative partnership, pairing a component manufacturer with a lumber yard and, and making that business transaction smoother than it would be if it happened maybe on its own.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What we said in the past, I know you and I have talked about this, there sometimes is this aura of hesitancy revolved around lumberyards, collaborating with trust shops directly, mm-hmm. given all that communication that needs to be had with the contractors, builders, mm-hmm. being part of the same cooperative. And as I always say, kind of on this same team, it's kind of natural that they're going to have a mutual respect for one another and a mutual trust. And ultimately they can use each other to leverage creating growth and business for, for both parties. And, that's what, you know, makes my my great days are when that happens and everybody wins.
1: Right. Right. Excellent. So you have this different perspective, as I, I mentioned, the NASPCI would, because you're actually transacting business in the marketplace on a daily basis. Are there any sort of trends that you are seeing on your end that you think might be of interest to our listeners? Uh, anything happening there that you, you've seen sort of developing lately?
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> the last two years I think has been anything but standard for the entire industry. <laughs> uh, but despite the overall kind of hardships that we saw with the supply chain and shortages, and then of course add that to the overwhelming demand that we saw, mm-hmm. um, you know, there was a lot of shortages, and ultimately we kind of saw this as a way to push. The- Granted, our we you know we all know the struggles that we had but we were able to kind of come out with production and I'd say the biggest takeaway was floor trusses. Um, There's a lot of conversations that we have had encouraging our relationships with, whether it be lumberyards, talking to their builders directly, um, having the understanding of where floor trusses could come into play and help with all these EWP shortages. Uh, We saw it as a way to kind of put a shining light and try to sneak our way into just putting more growth and promotion around the whole component segment. Sort of making lemonade out of lemons, if you will. Ultimately, that was one of the biggest things that I think we spent a lot of time on and, and we saw some success with. So, you know, hopefully, as well, I think we all hope that things level out a little bit and we don't have the, the uh, chaos of the last two years, per se. Yeah. But we hope that we've made some strides and better understanding the component industry and just proving our worth out in the, uh, the the building material industry as a whole.
1: I love that. You know, you, you touched upon it. Capacity has been sort of a hot topic of discussion over the last year and a half. I mean, it, it seems to be coming to a head. Most of the equipment suppliers that I talk to these days, they're all like, yeah, I mean, everybody wants equipment. Nobody nobody can get it when they want it kind of thing. And there's, there's also it seems to be a lot of people who are interested in opening their own trust facilities because they want to bring more capacity online either to service their own direct needs or to service sort of the needs of a market i would imagine that within your cooperative you have plenty of of lbms who are interested in in opening trust facilities but probably once they hear what it takes you know at least in general the market sort of walks back away from that. And they're like, okay, well, we'll leave that to the component manufacturers that exist now. But I'm, I'm wondering what kind of conversations you have internally about people who are interested in getting into component manufacturing. Like what kind of, conver- how does that conversation go on your end?
0: Yeah, so it is it is a question I get a lot. Um, and I guess all capacity is obviously a topic we talk about frequently. Um, I swear it's kind of almost like a curse word to me now. Um, <laughs> it might just be a little PTSD from the last two years, but <laughs> You know, that question does come up, and those discussions are had. Um, you know, given the model um, of LMC, a lot of our dealers have, you know, diversified their own uh, companies. And so, yeah, we do see LBM yards that have trash shops, and it works out really well for a lot of folks. And, um, you know, it typically they have a really substantial demand of their own, and it makes sense for them to get into that business. Um, albeit a lot of our conversations are how much a trust shop differs from a lumber yard. Mm-hmm. And um that's <laughs> usually sometimes where people back out as you had referenced uh, when they realize what goes into it. Yeah. Um but you know um you know when we field that question, you know, we look at overall kind of their demand and the regionalized marketplaces. You and I both know components is growing everywhere it seems in the US. Um, but there are certain areas that we see more intensity than other respective regions. So sometimes it's saturation. How many shops are there in the whole as a spectrum? Um, and you know, would there, would that make sense? You know, how are, how is it received? You know, from builders and contractors, can we kind of see that substantial growth over the years? Um, and that's what's going to make it advantageous for someone to want to get in this industry. And obviously, that's what you and I want to see at the end of the day. But, you know, if we get past that point, <laughs> then they're still interested. Um, usually <laughs> one of those conversations kind of boils down to, and we hear this all the time is labor. Um, you know, do we have folks that are able to manage it, able to do the physical labor? Um, do we have designers? Um, you know, and this is, I mean, there's a labor shortage everywhere, of course. But I think as an industry, it's something we'll have to kind of keep pressing trying to make sure that there is people trained and, and you know, ready and willing to take on the tasks of running shops because that's going to definitely be, I think, a hurdle as we move forward and continue to see this growth. I always love having those conversations. I see it as just positivity towards this entire industry, um, you know, and I think we're going to keep seeing more of this, uh, you know, as time goes on. So I'm happy to have those conversations and see where we can grow. I mean, LMC ourselves, we've grown a lot with the number of truck shops over the last 10 years, and I, I think we're going to keep trending that way. So we're thrilled to be a part of this side of the business, if you will.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what's so exciting about this partnership that we have between LMC and SPCA too, because as more and more um, of your members are seeking to get into component manufacturing and expand the capacity that they have. Um, you know, there's a lot that SBCA can come alongside and offer them as well, as far as best practices and all that kind of thing. And I mean, I, I think both sides, it's a win-win situation in that regard.
0: Absolutely. You might call me queen of components, but I am very quick to reference you guys as the gurus of the component world.
1: <laughs> I love that. Um, we'll We'll take that title every day. Well, Rachel, it has been so great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for finally being on.
0: Well, thanks so much for having me. It's been fun to be behind the scenes, but this was super fun to be upfront and get to have my voice out there.
1: And and painless too, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. Well, any conversation with you guys is painless.
1: (laughs) You're too kind. Well, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, please give this podcast a favorable rating and share it with others. Also consider subscribing to SPCA's Component Connection podcast on whatever platform you use most. That way you'll immediately know when we publish our next podcast. Again, I'd like to thank LMC for connecting Rachel and I. We will be talking with more SBCA LMC members in future podcasts.
0: This has been a Component Connection podcast brought to you by SBCA. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.